Hello, everybody. Hi, Kim, and welcome, everybody, to May's edition of the Fantasy Book Club. And this month we will be discussing a very long book called Shadow March by Tad Williams. And did everybody think it was worth reading? I know it was quite the investment, but was 30 hours worth it? Well, I read a bit of it. Um, but a little bit ago, and I would say I would probably get it from Audible. I think Mr. Williams writes a good story, whatever he's writing. It was worth it to Lissy and me. We already started the second book. We're about two hours in. We haven't got that much, but we we liked it a lot, and we're starting the next one. So we thought it was worth it. I'm going to get them from Audible.com, and they have all four of the books in the series, so I do intend to read them. Yeah, I think I'm going to read the others, too. Um, it's odd. I enjoyed the enjoyed the part where they were talking about, you know, the castle in the northern country, but down where they had the, the god emperor. I didn't like that part for some reason. I don't yeah, I think it was worth it. It got more interesting as it went along. The first half, I don't know, as compelling as the second half for some reason, but then it got really interesting and then it ended and I wanted it to go on longer so well as I tried to explain to Amber when she wrote to the list um, kind of snippy I thought but um, so, I mean he's telling a big long story it takes a little time to get it into motion it's like a big long well I didn't use this simile on the uh, in the email but it's like a big long train it takes a while to get rolling but once it starts to roll it goes along and it moves a lot you know, and you could see at the end of this book, the plot was really taking off. But there are secrets left. Uh, we're we're definitely um, interested in what's happened to the doctor and what that mirror has to do with everything. And we like, and, and we like Chert a lot too. We like the Funderling people, and and he's got a lot more to do. Of course, now people are traveling, and I like that better. I told Lissy, I think I'm going to like this second book better because they're they're journeying. You know, so it's not all in one, you know, in the castle or in in the seclusion, which um, Kinaton is left now. And um, so people are going to be traveling, so that's going to be more interesting. But I like, we both like the, the first book quite a bit. Yeah, I think the characters were quite uh, well-developed. And did anybody like one character more than the other? Or I like Chert. Yeah, Chert and Opal. We like them, and the Doctor, too. I, I like the Doctor. He's mis kind of mysterious, but, um, and, the, and, the, and, the, um, and the Captain, Ferris Vanson. He's, you know, he's common folk, and, you know, he's got a good heart. He's honorable. You know, he's smart. Um, so he's, you know, we, we liked him quite a bit, too. I get to think, I'm thinking that maybe Bryony may be a bit out of her depth. Of course, who would be if your your father's gone and you don't know what's happened to your brother? Um, so I guess it must be very hard if you are a teenage uh, person and don't know your own strength, if you have any strength. Yeah, and she overcompensates for it by being really arrogant sounding and sometimes and commanding and she gets angry very easily and she kind of wields her power a little too much because she's you know, overcompensated because she knows that she's out of her depth. She's more likable than her brother, though. Yeah, Beric, I don't know. Beric's kind of okay. It, it gets more interesting as it 
you know, the book develops, but then, of course, the end, you sort of wonder if he's going to make it out the same person, but... ...to be searched, lifted, and, the, uh, and beaten right. for their information. Yeah, that's in the second book, though. Um, but he's got some secrets, though, and I'm interested in finding out what those are, because those dreams and, you know, that, you know, apparently there are secrets to be revealed and... Apparently more than one, because he's got some, and as I said, the doctor's got some, and, you know, who's he communicating with in the mirror, and, uh, you know, what are the, t you know, it, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be, a, and, and how's that girl going to make out now that she's escaped from the seclusion? Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, wow, that guy is, that was, what's that, There's no one to, to admire in that culture except There's for Kinaton. No one to admire, exactly. No one to admire in that culture except for Kinaton. It was, you know, at least honest. and But uh, that was, oh boy, that was really sad. What a society. And of course then the question is who can anybody trust? I was disappointed when uh, Jedin got arrested. I was hoping they would escape together. Although she didn't love him, so that would have been sort of bad, but... I didn't want him to get arrested. Well, we uh, we had trouble with that because he was risk, you know, he was came to see her in the seclusion, and you know, she would have been killed if they had been caught, I and mean, that was, you know, that was very selfish of him. So I wasn't quite as sympathetic, but you know, and she didn't love him, but you know, she could have escaped with him. At least she would have gotten out of there, but then she would have been in another problem, you know. So I don't know. That was tough because he was too yeah he was too high profile to get away. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's better if she escapes on her own because she can, especially with the uh, mute boy, they can just pretend to be slaves and get around everywhere. Where if he was, if she had jetted along, then it would sort of be a red flag. Both Lissy and I, though, though there are some problems. I know she pointed out that you know. Um, Tad Williams kept saying, you know, that her life was turned upside down. I don't know how many times he said that, or that she couldn't believe this was happening and stuff like that. But, you know, considering how long the book was, there were so many examples of good writing, though. He's a tremendous, he loves his similes, and he comes up with so many of them. You know, and many of them are really good. And, you know, he's, he's, original. he's very original. He's a good writer overall. And the similes fit the cultures of the people. Yeah, the similes fit the cultures of the people. He's really well aware, you know, he's really a, a good at that. So, I mean, we, we both like his writing quite a lot, even though he, you know, he uh, Dover does the melodrama slightly once in a while with the, you know, I can't believe this is possible stuff. But, <laughs> but overall, the writing we just thought was really, really very good. Well, I would agree with you there because I've read some of his stuff. Uh, um, the first thing I ever read by him was Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn, which was a trilogy by him and Tail Chaser Song. And unfortunately, uh, these are not on the Bard site yet, and uh, neither is um, his science fiction um, virtual reality series called Other Lead. That's not on the Bard site at all. And he does write very well. Yeah, I read Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn, and Other Land. So this is my eighth book. Well, I'm starting the ninth book by him. I haven't read Tail Chaser's song. I guess I really have to get that. Uh, I think it's the only short book he ever read. He ever wrote. Well, I could be wrong, but um, he's one of those authors like um, 
Peter F. Hamilton in the science fiction world, who people associate with long books, even though he may have written shorter ones on occasion, but most of his books are shelf benders, as they say. Yeah, well, Tail Chaser's song is is the protagonist is the cat called Tail Chaser, and he does it right. He really does, and uh, I liked it. I thought that was a trilogy on Shell Chasers, according to some Kelly I just talked to. No, Tail Chasers, I think, is the single book, and there is a trilogy called Me- Me- um, Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn, and he also did one called War of the Flowers, which is about fairy, and it's definitely a little different. And then there's the four-book series called Otherland. Yeah, that was really amazing. Um, I wonder how long, I, I guess I'd have to add up the hours, because Eric Sandfold read all of Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn, and he read all of Otherland. So that's um, a great deal of reading. Uh, it definitely is. And um, Green Angel Tower was the longest of the lot in the, the Memory, Sorrow, and Thorn trilogy. Yeah, it was uh, like 40 sides, I think, or 39 sides on cassette. It was 10 cassettes anyway, so uh, it was very long, but it was wonderful. One of the best endings of any book was, was the uh, the end of To Green Angel Tower. Um, really a great ending. He's good with his endings. I'm hoping you know that, he's, that he keeps that up in this book, because that it's going to be quite a finale if he does. The thing that I liked about it is that you meet Simon when he is a bit of an idiot and he grows into being a really interesting human being. True enough. And um, I was telling Lissy, um, the book, because um, um, she doesn't like the war fair so much, you know, the armies and the, you know, the smiting and so on and the suffering, yeah. And I said, well, you know, in his other books, it really, the armies don't decide the outcome. You know, like at the end of um, To Green Angel Tower, it really wasn't, you know, the, the armies did not decide things. There was just three people in a room, uh, if I remember correctly. It's been quite a few years, but there were two or three people in a room who were in, at the center of the conflict who decided, you know, that was where the real outcome was decided. And by the way, yeah, Lissy wanted to ask, um, she's not feeling well, so she doesn't want to talk, but um, she wanted to ask if any of you were surprised that it was actually the maid where the spirit was housed and not someone else who killed the brother. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think that that there was a spirit until the maid revealed there was one. I had no idea who would have killed. I knew Shasso didn't, but I couldn't figure out for the life of me who would have killed Kendrick. And I don't know really why the maid killed Kendrick either. It seems sort of random. That's one of the things that um, Shasso uh, talks about um, when he wants to find out who put her up to it, because somebody obviously is behind her, or was behind her, since she's not around anymore. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe it'll get to in the second book. I guess somebody thought that there would be an advantage gained if Kendrick died. Maybe they wanted to take over the rule or something, because I guess it said that they were she was going to kill Bryony and Barrick too, and I don't know who would have taken over, maybe the Tullys. Yeah, they're involved in some way, but uh, there are other powers, like the Autark, you know, he might be behind it, I don't know. The author, I mean, you know the author ha- knows where he's going, and he's dropping things every so often, but... Um, so I know that when he 
when he has these secrets and so on that you know the author actually knows what he's doing which keeps me reading if I didn't know the author you know I might be less patient with him but I know I've been through many pages with this guy so I'm I trust that he knows what he's doing yeah and I think Anne Flossnick is okay as the reader but I think it switches if I'm not mistaken in this series so I think that's probably why I'm going to get it from Audible because Dick Hill reads all of them and he does a pretty good job yeah, they changed to uh, Mark Delgado, whom I don't know very well. I think I've read some stuff. He he reads magazines sometimes, but I don't really have a strong impression of him. So I guess we'll have to see. And and actually, Bard hasn't they NLS hasn't finished the fourth book yet. Um, so I'm hoping that by the time we finish the third book, it'll be there. But um, we'll have to see because we're going through them fairly quickly. Well, I'll tell you. I like Mark Delgado for fiction. I did hear him read Faceless Killers by Henning Mankell. It was okay, but I think I would have liked somebody different. I think Anne Flosnick did a good job. I don't know if I have run across a bard reader who I don't like. I don't like Ted Stoddard reading fiction. Yeah, I I uh, dropped the... Um, I don't know. I, I Maybe I could have tolerated it if it had started the... Memor of uh, the Ice Song of Ice and Fire, um, George R. R. Martin, but Roy Avers read the first three, and then they took it away from him and gave it to Ed Stoddard for some reason, and I just dropped it at that point. It was kind of marginal, as I told Lissy the other day. It was a, it was a marginal series. I just didn't get into it as much as some other people did, and so when they changed readers, I just said, you know, that was enough of a, that was enough of a negative that I just dropped that series. Um, but if Roy Avers had kept reading them, I think I would have kept going with it. Again, I think I'm probably going to get it from Audible. Lissy doesn't like Roy Avers, but if she, if there was a book she really wanted to read, she would listen to him. But she doesn't like him. I like him a lot, and I tease her about that sometimes. Because I'll start reading like Roy Avers, and she'll scream at me. Right, Tweety? Yeah, he sounds like a gangster. <laughs> I think maybe because he reads a little bit too fast or gets a little bit too rushed, it could be that. Well, she says he sounds snarly. Um, and I think was Lana or somebody on the right on this, actually in the club, one of the meetings said he has a kind of a sneering sound. And maybe it's his, maybe it's his New York background. He comes from New York. Um, so I, I'm not slandering New Yorkers for anybody who's downloading this and listening later, but he has a kind of a accent from New York, and maybe that's like tough, guy. tough guy, tough guy accent or something. I don't know, but I think he's, I like him. I, I, that describes his voice to me exactly. You know, I can take him or leave him, but he does have kind of a snarly... I think it does great if you're doing detective stories and that sort of thing. He's done the Alex Delaware novels, and he's marvelous with that. Um, and um, so I don't dislike him, but, yeah, what can I say? I think I heard him reading uh, Fatal Vision. I don't think it was a bard book, but... Um yeah, I liked him, but that was again that was a you know true crime book. I don't know if I would like him if he read fantasy or something, but he's been reading the Wheel of Time series all along, and he's not too bad. He read. He started with the fourth book. Um, John Barrell read the first three, and then uh, Roy Avers has been doing them ever since book four, and I've enjoyed him greatly as well. 
doing those. And I'm looking forward to uh, Bard's rendition of Towers of Midnight when it comes out, because I've already read it, but I'm going to read it again if he reads it. If Well, if he doesn't, I don't know if I'll bother, but if he reads it, I'll read it again. Because I read the last one again when he read it, even though I read Bookshare's version. Yeah, I guess I only read Towers of Midnight. I'd have to go all the way back to the beginning. And then, of course, I've got um, the book to read for this month, and then my other book club, so many books. Yeah, and they're all long, too. All the Wheel of Time books, anyway, are all long. Um, what was it, uh, sweetheart, you were saying? That, uh, oh, interesting, South March has four races. Let's see, what have they got? South the South only has one race. And I was telling Lissy, I said, I don't know, I like this book, but there didn't seem to be enough sorcery in it. And then all of a sudden, at the end, he gives us a big sorcery scene. So that was, I was happy with that. So I, I like plenty of sorcery in my fantasy. If there's a reason for it, you know, it's like anything. I like good characters, I like good stories, I like development of people, and I like the reason for whatever is used that, that it works. Yeah, I thought it was a good book. Got very interesting towards the end, so. Okay, we have a prediction. Lissy has a prediction, and we're recording the meeting so we can check it when it comes when the book's over. That Brett Barrick is going to marry Kineton, and Bryony is going to marry Ferris Vanson. Remember, she hated him at first. Then she says, "This is how romances often start. They don't like." <laughs> well, he's in love with her, but she didn't like him. And she blames him for her brother's death, at least in part. And uh, but uh, that's her prediction. So now it's in, now it's on record, and we'll have we'll find out when the all four are over. Hmm, that could be interesting. I almost want to keep reading them to see if Barrack ever gets his sanity back. It's just, I mean, it, it, you know, like he was in the first book, because uh, yeah, Sammy's bewitched him or something, and that wasn't cool. I'm wondering if the Blind King has started some kind of a counterplot, because I, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out where the, um, oh, I can't remember his name, the boy that came out of the Shadow Mist. Um, what he has to do with everything. Or if his part... Yeah, Flint. Yeah, we were thinking about that, too, because you notice when, when Chert gave back the mirror, that created a truce. And that guy, Gil, he said he spoke for the king, but the king was far away. So I think you're right. And the king, the, only, the one scene where we saw him, he didn't seem so gung-ho on this whole yeah. war thing. I mean, he, he was going along with it, apparently, but he... I don't know. I think you're right. That's, we thought about that a little bit, and, um, and I'm intrigued by that, too, because there's, there's some wheels within wheels going there, I'm sure. And I, I think if he could see through the mirror, but he gave it up to get the truce. Yeah, she wondered if he could see through the mirror, but he gave it up to, to get the truce. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see, because mirrors apparently are a big, um, a big part of this, uh, the magic which I, I mentioned to Lissy, um, there was another uh, fantasy series where the magic was all pretty much based on mirrors. I don't know if you guys have read the uh, Stephen R. Donaldson books. Um, a Man Rides Through and... Oh, what was the other one called? I 
forget, but I think it's a two-volume thing. Um, something about need, I think. Morden's Need. That was it. I'm not sure where that where that title comes from because I don't think there was anybody named Morden in the whole book. Mirror of Her Dreams. I think that was what it was called. A man rides through in a mirror of her dreams. Yeah, they were quite long too, but it was a two-volume uh, book, and that was good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. I, I think Mr. Donaldson writes well, too, but I couldn't get into the um, Takah Chronicles of Thomas Covenant. I mean, I did read the first book, but I couldn't read the others. He's a hard character to like, um, but I, a friend of mine I got reading the series, and he, he takes a lot of patience, but um, I think it's worth it in the end. I mean... It, aside from Covenant himself, there is a tremendous amount of uh, a, a beauty in that world, and some and it's strange. And the writing it was evocative and eloquent. I mean, there's there so many good things about those books um, that I just I'm I'm reading them again because I haven't read the newest ones um, uh, in the Final Chronicles yet. So um, so I'm halfway through the Second Chronicles now. And I really, really enjoy them again. Is he, he the one who wrote Malazan, Book of the Fallen, or am I getting him mixed up with somebody else? Oh, no, it's Eric somebody, isn't it? Thinking of Stephen Erickson, who wrote Malazan, Book of the Fallen. Yeah, I thought about continuing that series, because I, I kind of liked the first book okay, pretty good. But I just, um, I, I decided not to. I started the second book, and I just, um, I don't know. I have too many other things to read, and... I, I didn't like it, you know, enough to keep going because the books are really, really long and they just, uh, I don't know, it's one of those marginal things where you decide, well, how much time do I have and what other books am I looking at, you know, how that goes. So I just didn't read them. I haven't either, although I did talk to somebody who was a fan and said the thing that got him was that Mr. Erickson is an anthropologist and the way he writes about culture, it probably shines through but I didn't know if I wanted to get it well I couldn't get into the book at all so I had no desire to I guess I'd have to reread what I read and then go on to the second one I think C.S. Friedman is writing fantasy as well as SF and uh, I think uh, Liz William I think Cage Baker unfortunately is no longer with us and she's done mostly science fiction and some fantasy. I see the, um, I don't remember if they're all up on Bard now, but the Cold Fire Trilogy, is that was that C.S. Friedman? I started that on cassette, and I don't know if, if they didn't have them at the time or I got sidetracked or something, because I meant to continue on with them, because there was some intriguing plots there. But I never finished it, so I'm not sure. I might, I'm thinking about taking it up again and starting from the beginning. Yeah, I believe she's up on the Bard, and I think she's got another one called Feast of... There's uh, the Magister Trilogy, with, where the first two books are there, but not the third. So, yes, I believe she's on the Bard side. And I think there's another author called Julie Chernada, but I don't know if she's done fantasy. So, any more stray, uncovered topics about this book or do we want to try to pick next month's book or okay I guess um, do we want to do the Assassin's Apprentice next month or did someone else have something else in mind actually I've read that before but it's been quite a while 
um, is that the first? That's def I'm sure that's the first one, isn't it? That's then the um, oh man, the fool's quest. What is that called? Fire. There's the fire fire seer trilogy, and then there's the tawny band trilogy, and the the assassins. Um, Apprentice is the first in the Farseer trilogy, I believe. Yeah, I read that. Um, that's pretty long too. I forget, but it's about as long as uh, it's about as long as Shadow March. Um, might even be longer. I don't remember. It was twenty some sides on cassette, wasn't it? I don't know. I haven't read it. I do have it downloaded, uh, but it's I have it for on. I downloaded it from the Bard site. I've downloaded. Three of no four of her series, um, the uh, Renegades, the the Soldiers uh, trilogy, the what is it? Shadow, I forget what it's called. The the Tawny Man, the Far Sing, see, uh, Seer, the Ship series, and the um, Forest Mage series. I believe it is. Forest Mage. I haven't read that before. That sounds, I mean, well, you know, me and forests. Um, that sounds interesting. Well, I believe there are three books. Um, there is the Forest Mage, there is uh, Shaman's Crossing and Renegade's Magic. I forget the entire trilogy, but it's, as I understand it, it's in first-person narration, so... You know, and I've also got the Wise Man's Fear, which I got from Audible by Patrick Rothfuss, which is the second part of the King Killer Chronicles. You must have got that from Audible then, right? Because I don't think that's up on Bard yet. Yes, I did get it from Audible. I don't know if the first book is on Bard, but uh, yeah, I got it from Audible. Well, I'm pretty sure the first one is, but the second one hasn't been done yet i guess i really want to read that too that's a really good that was a very good book and especially good for a first novel i mean that was his first novel and it was very good it's also very long <laughs> oh yeah very long but not padded seeming at all i mean it was and i like the historical digressions too the stories of ancient you know the ancient events and how he puts them in and well there was plenty of sorcery in that one for sure that was really a good book. Yeah, I really like it. I hope think you know, I really hope that the narrator ends up doing better than just waiting to die because you know, I hope things go well for him. And unfortunately, you're going to change narrators in the Bard version though because the narrator who did uh, the first book has passed away. Who did the first book in that? Fred Major. Oh yeah. Yes, he was marvelous. The guy who's reading this stuff for Audible is a guy called Nick Padell, and he does a great job. Oh, I thought the um, the uh, Assassin's Apprentice was only nine hours or something. I thought we looked it up last time, but maybe I'm getting that wrong. No, you're right. I think it's it's it. You're right. I'm thinking of a different. Uh, I'm probably thinking of a different book because um, there's so many long fantasy novels out there. It's easy to get confused. <laughs> but you're right. It was shorter. Yes, and I've got so much stuff I haven't even finished yet. I've I've got, I think um, Lois McMaster Bujold I like. I'm I'm still got the Sharing Knife series, and I've read the first book and that one, and I've got books two, three, and four on my my uh, SD card to read. 
Yeah, it's only 19 hours and 24 minutes, but I want to look up this forest mage stuff here, if you guys don't mind. Ahead, it's by Robin Hobb. Oh, 19 hours, that's a big difference between 9 and 19. <laughs> Oops, well, Forest Mage is Soldier Sun Trilogy Book 2, so I guess we can't read that one first. And it's 28 hours anyway, so it's quite a bit longer, almost as long as Shadow March. I guess if we were going to read the Soldier Sun trilogy, we'd have to start with book one. Uh, which is? I don't know what the title is, so I, I can't tell by these titles. Well, I think the first one... Um, I think it's it's a trilogy called The Forest Mage. Um, hold on. I can um, Maybe I can go in and I can find it for you. Um, if you... Let's see if I can help out here. Okay, Renegade Magic is book three, so I've eliminated that one. Yeah, and the second one is Shaman's Crossing. So I think the first one might be Forest Mage, but I'm not sure if that's the title. Well, I'm going to look. Yeah, it says Shaman's Crossing is book one uh, here on Bard. Yeah, okay, then Shaman's Crossing is book one, and I'm going to see what the, the second one... Forest Mage, it says, is book two, and then Renegade Magic's or Magic, is book three. Narrated by Robert Sams. Yeah, now he's a good reader. Although I have to tell you, the guy who does it at Audible is a Brit, and he sounds great. Looks like we're going Robin Hobb, whatever we do this month, unless somebody has a suggestion for something shorter, or different, or different and shorter, whatever. guess that would be a no. Uh, so I guess the question is whether we're doing the Assassin's Apprentice or... What's the other one called? Shaman's Crossing? Of course, how long is Shaman's Crossing? 24 hours and something. Oh, that's almost as long as Shadow March. Hmm. Okay, the first one's Assassin's Apprentice is 9... The first one, Assassin's Apprentice, is 19 hours. I'll go with it if you guys want to. Uh, that's okay. It's, it's you know... No, um... It's, it's a significant... It's about two-thirds as long as Shadow March, so it's not exactly short, but it's... Quite a bit shorter. Second book is 41 hours for Assassin's Quest. Ah, that's the one I thought was 20-some sides on cassette. There it is. Oh, he's starting another series called Dragon... She's starting another series called Dragon Keepers. That's even shorter. It's 16 hours. <laughs> oh, the choice has just expanded. Uh, so I guess Dragon Keepers is on Bard as well, the first one. Yep. Well, I haven't read anything by her, so I don't know what kind of book she writes, but um, I guess it depends on how much time we want to invest. Well, remember, we do have a three-day weekend. What's that? We do have a three-day weekend. This uh, Dragon Keeper sounds interesting, too, and it's the first book in this series. Um, and you're right, it's only 16 hours and something, and it sounds kind of interesting, too. Apparently, uh, she helps these people defend against some other people, and then in return she... Uh, was promised some help to save her dwindling species, but she's vanished. And so, uh, whatever, I forget what else it said. They're trying to move their... They're trying to get the dragons to move up to a safer place upriver or something. And uh, So there's going to be lots of dragons in it, and uh, that's always fun. And she's a good writer. I've read six books by her, because I read the Life Ship Traders uh, trilogy already. And uh, so we'll... Uh, so that, that, that sounds like a good one, too. I haven't read Robin Hobbs, so um, one of these fine days I will definitely read her. I do have her downloaded, and uh, um, so I think she might be able to write a scene or two.
I'm, I think I would read her. I still got to have a lot of stuff to read. Okay, so does anybody have a preference, or do we, do I just, uh, pick one? Uh, I don't have a strong preference. I could go, I could read any one of these. Um, I actually, I have a slight preference for a shorter book this month, but, um, but you, um, if you want to pick, or we can just vote, and, and, uh, I'd vote for Dragon Keeper just because it's the shortest, but I would take any of them because they're all, I mean, she's a good writer. You know, I'm sure they'll be all, you know, they'll all be pretty good. I have something called the Enchantment Emporium by, um, on um, one of my cards, read by Mary Kane, and I don't know who the author is. I forget who it is. Oh, Tanya Huff, I think, is the author. Yeah, Mary Kane reads The Dragon Keeper as well. Uh, I haven't read too much by her except in magazine form. Though I do have a couple of novels on my SD card from her. I do have an anthology of David Hartwell's year, one of year's best anthologies, and I got uh, a couple of science fiction books to read by her. So, But I haven't read any novels from her before that I can remember. I know she did some of the Rid Witch World novels. Um, if you've ever read anything like Parad Parable of the Sower or Parable of the Talents by Octavia Butler, she's read those, and she did a great job on that. She's also read Charles DeLint's books. I think I vote for Dragon. Okay, and I think that would be my vote, too. So, uh, Kim, do you have a strong preference? I could read anything. I, I, I've still got stuff to, <laughs> to read. Yeah, I could probably get it. No problem. I have it. I've already probably have it downloaded. I could uh, probably uh, put it in no problem. Okay, then. I guess we got a consensus then, pretty much. So we can tell uh, or Julia, you can tell Anne that that's what we're going to do, I guess. Yeah, okay. I'll pass the word along. And... I guess the meeting is, at least the recording, is um, over, I guess. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Mm -hmm. Good night.